Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the College Hockey Frozen Podcast. My name is Vinny Cristiano in studio here with Jay Ashdown to talk about the last two weeks of college hockey action as we didn't record last week. I want to talk about a couple things. Robert Morris on an absolute tear, a little bit of a rough weekend for RIC. RIC, that's not a team. RIT <laughs> and Logan Drackett and also AIC um, ripped apart Mercier's. <laughs> And uh, then Mercer's came back and won the second game. So an interesting weekend for college hockey. And the Boston College uh, coach got inducted into the um, Hockey Hall of Fame. So for the next episode of the Kinesis College Frozen Podcast, let's go. Hello, Jay. Welcome back. What's up? And we're going to talk about some hockey. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You know what? I have some recommendation for you um, about this podcast here. Yes. So, as we know, so obviously we're Canisius fans. We like Canisius College. We, we go to Canisius. We do go to Canisius. Um, we play Niagara. Niagara's in our conference. Yes. Niagara has struggled a little bit this year. Yes. Should they trade their coach? All right. In all seriousness, Canisius did play Niagara last week. You deserve week. to hear the silence on that. Canisius played Niagara last week um, for a uh, the first edition of the Battle of Bridge. Canisius debuted their throwback jerseys for the 150th anniversary anniversary sorry of the school itself. The jerseys you can be found on the Canisius Hockey Twitter page. There was a cool reveal they did of those, and they look pretty cool. Um, kind of a throwback with the throwback logo and all that. Um, so... In those jerseys, the Battle of the Bridge commenced. Canisius won Game 1, which is their first win of the season on Friday night. And then the, they – sorry, go ahead. Really disappoint. I, I, I thought this, and I'm just confer, uh, confirming it now. That's the only Battle of the Bridge matchup we have this year. The only series this year. Really? Yeah. Wow. We don't play Niagara again. That shocks me. Yeah. Last year we played them what? We played them four total games and then the playoffs. So it's seven games against Because I remember that was like one of the last matchups of the year I remember going to it. I brought my girlfriend and we watched and I sat next to Marty Baran. <laughs> nice. That's um, pretty cool. But yeah, so uh, that's the only... Um, only Battle of the Bridge. Battle of the Bridge that we're Wow. Doing. But it was a very, very interesting series. It was an interesting series to say the least. Um, um, couple of the highlights. I mean, I don't even know where to start. Each team the got their penalties. first conference win of the. That's I'm gonna start. I'll start big yeah, and then big go picture, in yeah. big picture. Each team got their first conference win of the season. Um, during that game, they uh, the Niagara not only has one total win on a season. They're one eight and one overall. Canisius is now two and seven. Obviously, they beat Union, uh, but they're one and three in conference. Niagara is one four and one in conference. But as kind of to get into the nitty gritty. Um, more so than just hockey happening, it was a gritty matchup, and it was a pretty, um, would you say, violent one as well? The first game was just absurdly undisciplined from both sides. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Because uh, there was a couple hits that players got thrown out for, 
It's a very physical game. But a lot of the penalties came on like tripping and hooking infractions. Ah, okay. you know, a lot of lot that's the one thing that hockey's always been trying to crack down the last right. couple of years. Like they're they're showing you like uh, any yeah. kind of stick infraction, we're gonna call you. Yeah. And so a, a total number of eighty two penalty minutes that's in a sixteen minute hockey game. Um is very interesting one. So uh Justin Kendall and, and and I was at this game so I could tell you about this entire series. Mm. So I don't know if you saw, did you see the first game, Vinny? I did see the first game, yeah. I got a chance to watch it. Justin Kendall's goal to open it up. Gorgeous. Yeah. It was It, it was, it was a filthy. great play. So he's, he's chasing after the puck and he just whoop right over him between the legs of Matt Steef and then Which firing is... at Matt uh between the five hole of Matt Ladd. Really just a gorgeous play. Yeah. And um, so it was it's one When I Niagara. saw that, sometimes goals like that set the tone yeah. for a game. So that I was one. nervous when I saw that goal. Exactly. To, I was like, Eey. It's exactly like we, yeah. when you see the first the first goal often kind of sets the tone for the right. game. Yeah. And I agree with you because when I saw that I was thinking like, oh, this could be a long night. And then it wasn't. Kanish yeah. really responded well. They just, they kept things at one nothing for the rest of the period. Then they tied the game. Mitchell Martin got his first of the season, mm-hmm. jamming the puck past Chad Valtry, who I didn't think had a bad game, but no, not necessarily. Um, the second goal was a breakaway. Nick Nick Hutchison, huge return for the Griffs. That was important for them. They needed the that best scoring touch, scoring forward. Yeah, I'd say, that's that scoring touch. The team. Yeah, um, because us, you know the. They they have high hopes for Austin Alger, but he can't do it on, on his own. Right. Uh, so you're you're gonna need your guys like uh, Austin Alger, Nick Hutchison, and Matt Hoover to step up, and they did this weekend. They they were terrific. So Hutchison gets a breakaway, and scores a gorgeous goal, going top shelf, and then Ryan Cook got thrown out of the game, five minute major in ejection, and the power play. At that point for Canisius on the season was two for thirty-three. Yeah, it's from that point in that series. They they lost the second game. Right. But the Griffs had the five uh minute major. Right. They scored twice on it. They had three power plays the next game. Mm-hmm. They scored on all three of them. So in well, that span they went five for five on the power play. Good for them. The power play finally started to click. It's the simplicity of a power play. Get it back to the point, get shots on goal. Get rebounds. That's how they did it. Matt Hoover scored on a rebound. Lee Lapide scored on a, on a rebound. He had a really good game. Lee Lapide did. Lee Lapide did. I noticed that was one he thing that I did. I, I noticed him on on that game significantly. I mean, he yes. played really well. He, he he was terrific. And then the rest of the way, uh, Matt Ladd shut the door. Special teams is so important in hockey, and going two for six on the power play. Was, was huge for them in that game to finally get that momentum, get those two big goals to kind of put the game away. Their penalty kill was 9 for 10. The only goal that they allowed was a 5-on-3 power play goal near the end when Justin Kendall made it a 4-2 game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. Matt Ladd was excellent in that game. He, he 38 saves really well. on 40 shots. He was excellent. And that's how the Griffs got their first conference win of the season. And then the next night uh, was Niagara's night. Yeah. Uh, Finally getting their first win in the season, first uh, conference win as well. I, you, we know that they scored in overtime against uh, RIT, but that's looked at in, in the eyes of the NCAA as a tie. It's just that they get the extra point because they scored. Right, yeah. Um, so th- they got a point, th- the extra point there. But first actual conference win and first win of the season for Niagara, 
Um, Ryan Domowski. First what player. What a game. What a game. First player in uh, in college this year to record five assists in a game. That's just so it, – it, Doing it against his buddy, too. Uh, him and Matt Ladd played on the same junior team. Junior together. team? They played on wow. uh, the New Jersey Titans together. Wow, good for them. So two of them were pretty good friends. He got to do that against Matt. So pretty interesting. Justin Kendall had another goal in that game, I believe. So he, he, had, a, he had a pretty good weekend. Ryan Damaski had a pretty good weekend. Um, the one shocking thing that needs to change for Niagara, obviously it can't all be placed on one guy's shoulders. Um Ludwig Stemland has, I don't want to say disappointed, but he hasn't stood out to me in any of the games that I've watched the no. way that he did last, last year. Last year, he stood out a lot. I remember watching him last year and saying that this guy's going to be a menace yes. next year. And he still could be. Right. He's got a lot of talent. There's a lot of time left. Yeah. There's a lot of time left, too. You're exactly right. But we're still waiting for it to happen. Yeah. Which could be a bad thing because if it starts around playoff time, then we're yeah. all done. Yeah. We're cooked. But uh, so we're, we're still waiting on him. But you know, good for Niagara to get that first win. They can breathe now and just play their game. Um, the second game was a lot more disciplined, which is good. I I was afraid that the second game was going to get really out of hand because guys were going to hold too. that over from the first game. But uh, both coaches did a very good job. Both teams each got three power plays. Kanisha scored on all three. Niagara scored twice. Um, Niagara kind of did the same thing that Kanisha did in the first game. So Kanisha just did a really good job in this series, scoring on rebounds and, and getting guys to the net. Uh, that's First game, Matt Ladd was just impeccable. Second game, he didn't have a bad game. I, I didn't think yeah. Philly had a bad game. Led, but they I, did a really good job of converting on rebounds. I was worried. I was amazed that they didn't play um, – Urbani in the second game. Or even Barshevsky. Or Barshevsky. But I feel yeah. like with his track record against Niagara and the fact that he played so well on Friday. Yeah, I think that you ride the hot hand, yeah. Uh, and a lot of teams do. Who do you think they turn to this week against RPI then? Since it's a non conference game, I wouldn't be surprised if they put Barshevsky in. Oh, interesting. Cool. They want to get him some time. And he's a pretty darn good goalie. So. Um, Ludwig Stenland has two points in 10 games this season. Yeah. He's tied for, like, you know, fourth on the team in points. Ryan Namowski has yeah. – well, Ryan Namowski has eight assists in ten games played. And no, so, no goals. But really, if before that point, he had uh, three assists three, in nine games. Right. That just shows, like, the lack of scoring that, that Niagara was going through. They, well, they just weren't getting goals yeah. or, or really kind of any offense going. So it was a I major mean, struggle. To you look the at their – they have – 17 goals in 10 games played. Now, granted, it is – we'd be remiss if we did not mention that they did have a two-game series against Denver. And they well played Minnesota. That, yeah, yeah. And then Minnesota. Sacred Heart, who's played well all year. And Sacred Heart's been RIT, who down. has one of the best goalies so, in the National – or not in the National Hockey League, but, but uh, in the NCAA. Yeah, so yeah. And they got one of the best goaltenders – Arguably the best goaltender in in the conference. Yeah, they uh, next to Campbellmaster. Yeah, so they had uh, Niagara scored two goals, two goals, zero goals, one goal, two goals, zero goals, two goals, one goal, two goals, five goals. You're not going to win a lot of games scoring two goals or one goal. Yeah. So it's not a shock to see that they're at where they're at right now. But now they look like a team that's finally starting to find their own groove a little bit offensively. 
Um, their power play was atrocious going into the series as well as Canisius. So both teams, it's a really good thing for both teams because both teams found themselves a little bit on their power play, found some offense, and now this is something for both teams to build off of. Technically, I do want to say that the one game where they had two goals was that 2-2 tie at RIT where technically they scored three goals. Yes, yeah. But that's that whole thing about, like, right. they, in stats-wise, like, do they get credit for that? They don't. They don't. But it happened. But it happened, yeah. So that's kind of like you got to keep that in mind a little bit. Exactly. And, you know, it's been a struggle for them scoring, which is pretty important. So, And you kind of feel for Brian Wilson and Chad Valtry a little bit because I don't think either of them have played particularly poorly, uh, especially watching the games. I think both of them have been pretty solid in that. No, they really um, – they've – I mean, they have allowed three goals, four goals, four goals, three goals, six goals, four goals, two goals, four goals, four goals, three goals. But like when, but, like I said, though, it's, it's, it's you know, qual- it, you, you yeah. have to qualify it. it right. are, you, are you watching the games or going off stats alone? Yeah. You, and you when mean, I watch the games, yeah. I, they don't stand out as my gosh, they're having a terrible game. Well, that's yeah. I mean, and, and not to mention one of like the six said, goal games was men, against Denver. Denver, number one, number one at the time. Yeah, they're not anymore, but they were at the time. And they're still, they're still, like still up there. Yeah, like, like they're, they're, they're not, not number one there. anymore. Like yeah, 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 yeah. they're not number I one anymore. But they were number one at the time. And I, well, I don't think they're in the top three right as of right now. Are they? Um, they are not. They're fourth. But I still think that they're a top three team in the country. Yeah, probably. Because they're. Incredible. I still think. Um, Harvard's not up there anymore. Harvard is tenth. They're moving up though. Harvard's been playing really well. They're five zero and zero. But you still but, got Cornell. You still got Minnesota State. Yeah. You still got. Uh, UMass, like right, yeah. Well, Minnesota State's at moving up. one, yeah. North Dakota's been been really moving up. Yeah, Ohio State is stay the same. Providence continues to drop. Where's Ohio State at? Eleventh. I desperately need Ohio State to win this weekend in uh, football. One because I love the Buckeyes, obviously. You yeah, know that. I know that. The real reason I need them to win though is because they're the only. Uh, school in the country right now that's top 10 in football and in basketball and if they could just move up one spot this weekend in hockey and win in football they would be top 10 in football basketball and hockey That'd be and insane. that would just be nuts well hold on let's see real quick here let's see who Ohio State plays this weekend they play oh they play Penn State Wait, yeah. That's for, wait. Do they play him in hockey too? They play him in hockey too. Oh my gosh, that's nuts, dude. So yeah, I hate Penn State. <laughs> so Friday, November twenty second at seven p.m. Ohio State at Penn State, and then Saturday at six p.m. Ohio State at Penn State. That's huge, dude. That is huge. Penn State though is sixth. Penn State is mm. sixth in the nation, and Penn State's good. They're really good. Peyton Jones is really really good. That's a tough, tough look. Is that in Penn State? Too? It's at oh Penn gosh, State. That's gonna be such a hard series. At the Pagula know. Ice Arena. That's gonna be tough. Yeah. That's I'm, a nice place, by the way. Pagula Ice it's Arena. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's beautiful. Beautiful facility. Um. That yeah, that's, but, yeah, I I don't. Uh, that's gonna be tough. Ohio, yeah. Ohio State. Ohio State is coming off two losses in a row to Notre Dame, so hopefully they can bounce back. Notre Dame is third in the country right now, and they are on a they are amazing. 
They're a very good team. They're so good. Um, but regardless, that's um, that's what we that's that was the Kanishis game. Um, that was one thing. Kanishis plays RPI um, this weekend, um, and then um, it looks like this coming weekend Niagara's off. The schedule for Atlantic hockey teams is Holy Cross and Sacred Heart have a series. Air Force and Robert Morris play one game, and RIT and Army play one game as well. Um, that's just Atlantic hockey. Speaking of Atlantic hockey, Atlantic hockey, should we go to the wild? Series Absolutely between, insane. Uh, Sacred Heart and RIT. I think we should. So the wild game happened on Friday. Okay. The first period of that game. Sacred Heart at 18 shots on goal. They scored five goals. RIT had four shots on that. Wow. So after one period, it was 5-1. to one. So uh, the Pioneers, Sacred Heart, they scored early. They got a goal from Austin McGuire. Um, then Vito Bavaro, just really shortly after, like less than a minute later, made it 2-0. Um <coughs> Let's see. Jordan Kaplan made it 3-0. And then Jason Cotton made it 4-0. Jake Joffe made it 4-1 uh, for RIT. You know, finally getting them on the board. And then Todd Gehring pulled off the Michigan. That's uh, just a feat now. It is like like why is this happening so like often now? It's crazy. Like Svechnikov's was really cool, and then Todd Gehring's was just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I I just that that to do that itself is so. But there's like it's like so hard. How, how do goalies often, save that? Like how, how do you know? You, you don't. You yeah. just you li- unless you're like just you know like hey yeah. you know like like yeah. lean it up against the post like yeah. everything but you're never like like that makes you so vulnerable on the other side so no goalie's gonna do that so the way that, here's the thing you don't stop it as a goaltender you stop it by protecting behind the net the only way that a play like that can happen is if a player gets the puck completely alone behind the net where they have enough time and space to be able to put the puck on their on the blade of their stick to execute that. That's why it never happens. Yeah. Is because it's so rare that a player ever gets that opportunity. Yeah. So just a just a crazy first period. It's five one uh Sacred Heart. And then they continued their dominance. So they outshot them eighteen to four in the first period. They outshot them eighteen to nine in the second. So um, Vito Barra, Bavaro scored his second goal of the game. And then, less than a minute later, Austin McElmurray scored a power play goal. And then uh, the Tigers started to get rolling a little bit. So they're down 7-1. to one. They actually made it 7-2. to two. They got goals from uh, Rinaldi, Kobe Walker, and... Kobe Walker again. So Kobe Walker scored two goals. Okay. And it started to feel like, okay, this is oddly like getting better for RIT. Right. How does Sacred Heart respond to this? And they responded by making it eight to four. 
I see. And then your final score is nine to five. It was it was just a weird game. So Sacred Heart went three for five on the power play. Really good. RIT went one for four. You know. That's not so bad, yeah. Josh Benson got his fifth one of the year. He's been pretty good. I like Josh Benson. He stopped seventeen of twenty two. He didn't even have a good game and he got a win. Wow. That's how weird that game was. Yeah, that was an odd game. That is really weird, especially with Dracula. Like you'd think Dracula would, but I guess when you're getting peppered, I mean, sometimes, sometimes you're bound to have a bad game. It was, you know, such a strange game. He had some pucks that he had no chance at, and then he had a couple that was just like, wow, this guy just looks out of it. Which is weird. I mean, that bumped him down from like he was fifth in the entire NCAA in save percentage. He's now sixteenth in save right. percentage. And he still has a nine thirty one. Yeah, so he's still like really good. But that, that just shows you but how. That just shows that that kind of level of success is completely that, that's not sustainable. No, yeah, but that's sometimes you know sometimes like you have games like that to even you out. Yeah, something that is being sustained though. Um, well, no, we can bounce to the second game real quick before I go over the NCAA yes. stats. So uh, the second game, RIT was just completely shut down by Sacred Heart. Okay. So Josh Benson, who did not have a good, a good game, it, like he won, but he, he wasn't great. Right. Um, he was excellent in the second game. So Sacred Heart uh, completed the sweep. They beat RIT three to one. Um, so let's see. I'm trying to find the official stat for. So Jason Cotton had two goals in the game. Uh, one shorthanded goal. Josh Benson stopped 28 of 29. And the f- only goal from RIT came in the final minute from Caleb Moritz. <laughs> so really, uh, Benson was just about a minute away from getting a shutout. Shutout, yeah. Wow. That's a, that's pretty good. I didn't get a chance to watch that game. I just from, heard from what you told like me about a, it. So. It was just a very, very solid game from Sacred Heart the entire way. RIT wasn't bad, but... It was just a lockdown defensive effort. Benson made the saves that he needed to, but unfortunately not enough to, to get a shutout. But Sacred Heart now, uh, they're 6-5-1 overall, 6-3 and three in Atlantic hockey play. That's they're, really good for they're them. They're pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's from a, that's a team that you don't expect to do that well, and they're, they're surprising to people this year. They really are. Because um, right now they're second in the conference. Yeah. Right they behind are. Robert Morris. Yeah. And Robert and Morris. RIT, who they just swept. Robert Morris is on a tear right now. They're 7-1 and one in conference. I mean, that's insane. That, that, they I look mean, so dangerous. How, how, you know, I don't know how many games you play. Um, like, let me see if I can get. Let's see if I can pull something up real quick here. Because I'm interested to see. Okay, so last year's end of season standings, right? Mm-hmm. In conference, Canisius only had eight wins. So did Army. So Robert Morris, after they've only played eight in conference games, they're already almost at the win total all year that Army and Canisius had last year. Oh my God, that's so frustrating. It is very frustrating. That's frustrating. But, Who yeah. Knew? One goaltender can make a difference for them. 
I mean, he just Cavill Master has been so good right now. Cavill Master, just to jump in, just to be you know related, um, Cavill Master is third in save percentage in the entire NCAA. He's beh- he sits behind only the tandem of goaltenders that have played for Harvard so far. Harvard has only played five games. Uh, Mitchell Gibson has allowed three goals on 91 shots. Sorry, three goals on 94 shots, so 91 saves. His save percentage is 968. And Cameron Gorn- Cameron Gornet um, has allowed three goals on 89 shots, so 85 saves. He has a 955 save percentage. So obviously those guys have not had nearly the big sample size that the other goalies have. I'd imagine they will probably drop in the rankings as Harvard plays more games. Justin Kappelmaster has 345 saves, 19 goals against for a 948 save percentage. Dryden McKay is second. Um, his name's from Minnesota State, who is, um, by the way, the top team in the country. Minnesota State has he has 12 goals against on 211 shots for a 946 save percentage. Jeremy Swayman is fifth. Tyler Wall from UMass Lowell is sixth. Jack Driscoll, Spencer Knight, John Leatherman, and Tommy Napier um, from Ohio State, the, the Ohio State University, the um, are round out the top 10. And as I mentioned. RIT's goaltender Logan Drackett's down to 16th with a 9.31. The next highest goaltender for Atlantic Hockey is Zachariah Skog with a 9.24. He's 21st. Army's goalie Trevin Kozlowski is 24th. Um, and then that seems like... Oh, not, Chad Veltri is 38th. Matt Radomski is 40th. Um, Alex Schilling from Air Horse is 40... Air Force, not Air Horse. Sorry, is 46th. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's early. Josh Benson's forty seventh. Everybody in the top fifty though still has an above nine hundred save percentage, which is good. But um, yeah, Capital Master's unreal. Speaking of Capital Master, um, actually not speaking of Capital Master, Army swept Holy Cross on the road. Army plays Canisius next week after Thanksgiving. Um, the uh, my cousin. It goes. It goes to West Point, and he was coming. He was coming in for the game, nice. and well, also for Thanksgiving, I'd imagine. But you know, mostly for the game, I guess. <laughs> um, and he asked me if I wanted to go on Saturday, and I can't because I have to. I have a class, but uh, for firefighters. But the um, I was kind of disappointed. I was hoping I could be able to go and see him, but that should be an interesting series. Army um, this year. In terms of standings, Army is fourth with a. F- they're four and three in the conference right now, which is pretty good. They're six and three overall. Um, and before they play that game, they will play RIT this weekend on the twenty second um, of November. So, um, Army. Army right here. now. Yeah, go for it. Has. They're on a streak. They're for penalty, eight games. Penalty in kill. I know. Yes. I just saw that. Thirty-four straight uh, power plays, all killed off. That's unreal. They 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 were this good. That they were that good last year. Let yeah. me find the stats here. They're just a penalty very, killing very percentage. Penalty kill team. Who's at the top of the NCAA? It's Army. Nine seventy-five. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. They've allowed one power play goal on forty attempts. Take the yardage. The uh, North Dakota is second. North Dakota is what, Jay? Very good. Very good. 
Minnesota State is third. Minnesota State is what, Jay? <laughs> very good. Very, very good. I mean, we, we talk about like like special teams often determines who's going to win the game, unless it's a really disciplined game. Like so, that's why I say more often than not. Um, yeah. Army's penalty kill. If they can sustain this kind of success, which I don't think they can, I don't think you can sustain at 97.5%, but if they can hover around that 90% mark, which is just incredible for an, for a penalty kill. It really is. They do have a legitimate shot at, at winning the Atlantic Hockey Conference if they can sustain that kind of success on special teams and continue to get the goaltending from Trevin Kozlowski that they continue to get. Um, North Dakota... so. Army West Point is first in penalty kill. North Dakota right now, who's fifth in the country, is second. Minnesota State, who's first in the country, is third. Clarkson, who is eighth in the country, is fourth. Bemidji State is the only other team that's not ranked that's that's that high on the list. Bemidji State is fifth. Bemidji State's pretty good. They are pretty good. They were almost ranked. Northeastern is 13th in the country. They're sixth. UMass. Uh, pretty good, huh? Yeah, UMass has dropped, though. They are 15th now. They used to be 12th. Um, so UMass Lowell is seventh. Denver, who's we said was pretty good at hockey, they're fourth in the country. They're eighth. Ohio State, who we mentioned was eleventh in the country, they're ninth. RPI is tenth. They're the only other not ranked team. And of course, our, so RPI goes up against a red hot Golden Griffins power play this weekend. We'd be very interested to see how they attack their yeah penalty kill. But yeah, so Army and they're also three. Hundreds nine seventy five is theirs. Nine forty nine is the next one. They're point oh two five ahead of, or point oh two six, I guess, ahead of the next highest guy. And then it's nine four nine, nine four seven, nine three eight, nine three one, nine one seven. I mean, they're way ahead. Yeah. It's just. Crazy. However, if they do allow one more power play goal on just their next attempt, they're tied with North Dakota because North Dakota has two power play goals on 39 attempts. So they kill off one more power play and Army allows one more goal and one more power play than they're tied. But still, I mean, this is unreal. Yeah. Army was really good on special teams last year as well, penalty kill especially. That's been one of their specialties. Um, Hopefully Ohio State, so Ohio State has one of the top 10 penalty kills in the NCAA. They're going to need it this week. Penn State's power play is third in the nation. Ohio State's is ninth, though. Mm. Which is pretty good. So, Kozlowski, mm-hmm. first game stopped 26 of 27. Second game stopped 24 of 25. They won 4 to 1, and then they won. Mercyhurst's power play is 10th in the nation right now. Sacred Hearts is 11th. Jeez. American International is 15th. Those are the top Atlantic hockey teams. Well, yeah, I see. It's no surprise. And but the, yeah, the but Mercyhurst is just well, they got even... smoked, <laughs> twelve nothing, oh, and then they came back and won the second Oof. game, four three. Uh, wow, that was. We might have to uh, gloss over that because I got I got yeah. we got run out of uh, of uh, a lot of time here. Yeah, just just wild. So first game they won twelve nothing. Yeah. Um. So, Stefano, Cantali for Mercyhurst. 14 saves on 20 shots. He got the loss. And Colin D'Augustine got a no decision. 21 saves on 27 shots. Wow. Just a, an absolutely brutal day. I'm just going to go over some stats real quick for uh, AIC. Elijah 
Bariga uh, had a hat trick. Tobias Fledeby had two goals and two assists. Austin Albrecht had four assists. Joel Kosher had two goals and one assist. Blake Christensen had a goal and two assists. Kyle Stefan had three assists. Hugo Reinhardt had two goals. Uh, Nicholas Luca had two assists. Giannis Yax had two assists. And Zacharias Gog had the win and the shutout. Um, Mercy Hurst in the second game got the win. Uh, four to three. So, I'm trying to find what's in here. Not a ton of information on that. No. I do want to mention, though, Boston College's coach, Jerry York. Yes. Winning his coach in NCAA history. Get it, did get inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame, which is a huge honor. Congratulations to him. He's a big deal. He is a big deal. Like, literally. I say that I sarcastically a lot, he's but he's actually... College coach of all time. Yeah. It's very... I mean, the stats are there he to prove He might be it. the best coach of all time. The stats are there to prove it, man. I mean, what do I tell you? I, I do think he's the best coach of all time. I mean, he's... This year, he has seven wins, four losses. Last year, he has um, 14 wins, 22 losses, and three. And was a college has been good, but they're not always that good. Um, when they was there, hey, guess what? Is that Jack Eichel or is that after Jack Eichel or before Jack Eichel? 2015, 2016. That's when we drafted him. So that's 28, 8, and 5. Well, in 2015, when Boston University went to the championship game, um, they had Jack Eichel and Evan Rodriguez and yeah. Matt Grizzlick. Um, Those are a really good team. Uh, so 2015-2016, they were 28-8-5, 21-4-21. got in his past couple of seasons, he has 14 wins, 20, 21, 28, 21, 28, 22, 20, 33 wins. Oh, that's a lot of games, though, 33-10-1. Wait, why do we bring up Boston University, though? What do you mean? Jack Eichel. I was just meaning because I just remember playing. At that, right. That's not important because I was just wondering in terms of, like, I, there was some sort of comparison I wanted to make, but it's not relevant right now. 33, 30, 29, 18, 25, 29, 26, 26, 29, 24, 18, 33, 29, 27, 28. I mean, like, dude, this guy's unreal. This guy. 1,074 wins of, in all time. That's, that's, that's ludicrous. His career at Boston College has 600 wins, 315 losses, and 86 ties. That's a 642 that's win so percentage. Good. Overall, what's his over? I mean, he was with Clarkson from 1972 to 1979. Then he was his with head Bowling coaching Green. record all time: 1,067, 650, and 120. That's a 614 win percentage. That's his all time. Yes, because I have here Tournament. that he's 1074, 654, 120. That might be updated. Because this is col- this is collegehockeynews.com here. I'm looking off of Wikipedia. Ah, okay, yeah. <laughs> they probably just haven't updated. Still, though, it's but close. His tournament it's record, close. I know this is correct. He's 41 23 and 1. Oh, my God, that's so tournament. good. That, that's incredible against tournament teams. That That's uh, that's just unbelievable. He did. Um, NCAA tournament participant. They He won it with Bowling Green in 1983. He won it with Boston College in 2000. Won he won it with Boston College in 2007, again in 2009, again in 2011. Well, I guess this is the beginning of the season, 2011, 2012 season, 2009, 2010 season. You know what I mean, folks. You know what I mean. Not only is he an incredible coach, winning a title in 1984 with Bowling Green, he did an incredible thing when he won Boston College their first national title in 52 years in 2001. Yeah. 
that is that's just and such then a great they go moment. on and win three more titles with Boston College after that to have five total and four yeah. with Boston College is just unreal. What a great moment. All right, we have to wrap it up here. We've had enough hockey for today. I'm just kidding. You can never get oh. enough hockey. You probably can. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back again in two weeks to discuss the last two weeks of college hockey action. For Jay Ashdown, my name is Vinny Cristiano. Have a great rest of your day, and happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble.